Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay, where we look at world soccer every week. Boy, I'll tell you, it's been a busy week. Some stuff going on around uh, the European soccer leagues as well as the world. And, of course, the World Cup is coming uh, into focus now uh, slightly uh, because we're just like, what, over a little bit year away, year and a half away. So we got things going on. But right now, the country of France is holding its breath. That's correct. The entire country of France is right now not knowing what's going to happen. Because during the Coupe de France game with PSG going up against St. Etienne, their star player, Mbappe, the guy that we all love to watch, probably the next Pele, went down after a vicious tackle. I mean, it was vicious. To say that a near riot erupted after the tackle would be an understatement. Uh, PSG players everywhere, St. Etienne players trying to protect their player, it got out of hand. The St. Etienne player got a yellow or a yellow card at first. Then they went to a VAR review of the tackle. And I, I was yelling at the TV, to tell you the truth. You're a red card, red card, red card. VAR said, oh, yeah, no, this is a red card tackle. And St. Etienne went down a man. PSG won the game one to nothing. But I don't think anybody uh, watching the game or anybody in France, for that matter, really cared what the final result was that, you know, PSG should win. But with Mbappe coming back into the stadium after about 15 minutes on crutches, you could hear the collective air go out of the uh, out of the arena. Well, of course, there was nobody there, but the air in the arena was sucked out, and everybody in France, you could feel it, just holding their breath. Mbappe is out. There is still some assessment going on. There's ligament damage around the ankle area. Uh, they don't know how uh, bad it's going to be. Of course, you've got uh, Champions League starting in a couple of weeks. And PSG is going up against a team from Italy that is for real, Atalanta. So where this all stands, we're not going to be, we're not sure yet. We don't have any report as of this uh, recording right now. However, we will let you know next week when we hear something and have something definite. But at this point, Mbappe is on crutches and we'll just see where it goes from here. Uh, PSG is a talented squad. They've got a lot of good players. Obviously, Mbappe is on a, level of his own. We all found that out during the last World Cup. This kid is amazing. So let's see where it goes. PSG has another game coming up on the 31st. It's called the uh, uh, the uh, French Cup, which is different. And it's uh, going to be uh, going to be held. And Mbappe obviously will be on the sidelines for that, cheering, cheering on his team. So we will see where it goes from here. And let's hope for the best. We don't want Mbappe to be sidelined. And, of course, we've got the World Cup coming up in about a year and a half. Probably going to take some good rehab to get him 100% for the World Cup. I'm talking the World Cup. That's correct. Yeah. So we'll see where it goes. All right. Other news in world football. Unai Emery, you know that name. He was the coach at uh, Arsenal uh, and then got sacked. He was also before that the coach at uh huh PSG. That's correct. Well, Unai Emery is going to Villarreal in La Liga. So there's being some money being thrown around down there in La Liga in Spain because we just had Pellegrini last week get hired at Real Betis to ratchet up that rivalry in the city of Sevilla. Now we've got Umay, Unai Emery going down into Villarreal, beautiful city, by the way, going to Villarreal to coach there. We'll see what that does for Villarreal in the standings next year. Unai Emery, four-year contract, no money given or no amount given, I should say, 
But uh, four-year contract, let's see what Unai Emery can do for Villarreal in La Liga de Spain. All right. They have come out, and we've got some dates and some rivalries for the uh, Africa draw for the 2022 World Cup. It's going to start on October the 5th. The games will be played in Qatar, or Qatar, as you uh, might say. There are going to be six match days to figure out who's going to be the five African uh, people entering the tournament. Uh, on October the 5th through the 13th, November 9th through the 17th. Then in 2021, it's going to be the 22nd through the 30th of March. Then August 30th through September 7th of 2021. Then the final match day to determine who's going to go, October 4th through the 12th, 2021. So that's the Africa draw. Just looking at the uh, groups real quick, we've got some interesting matchups. Group A is Algeria, Burkina Faso, Niger, and Djibouti. I look for Algeria and Burkina Faso to go through. Burkina Faso, a good team, sort of under the radar. Group B, you've got Tunisia, Zambia, Mauritania, and Equatorial Guinea. Uh, Tunisia is very good, and uh, Zambia could uh, could also uh, come out of that uh, unscathed as well. Equatorial Guinea, a couple of players play up in Europe. Uh, could be a uh, team that uh, will give uh, some people some problems. Group C, you've got Nigeria, Cape Verde Islands, Central African Republic, and Liberia. Look for Nigeria and Cape Verde to go through. Yeah, I said Cape Verde. They have come around in the past five years or so. They're looking very good. Group D, Cameroon, Ivory Coast, Mozambique, or Malawi. Well, I like Cameroon and Cote d'Ivoire, or Ivory Coast. Two excellent teams there. Group E, Mali, Uganda, Kenya, and Rwanda. This is a tough, uh, tough group to follow because these uh, teams – are all trying to get better. I like the way some of these teams are coming around. Mali is looking very good in some past competitions. Uh, would like to see Kenya step up their game a little bit because they should be uh, up in there. So we'll uh, look for Mali and Kenya to maybe go through there. Group F, we got Egypt, Gabon, Libya, and Angola. Well, of course, you've got Salah playing for Egypt. And uh, so Egypt's going to be going through, and they should uh, go through with no problem. Uh, look for uh, Libya. To, to play some good uh, good football there. Gabon, uh, you know, they're on the fence. I, li- I like the way they play, but they're, they're, they're still missing a couple of key ingredients. So maybe Gabon can sneak in the back door, but I like uh, Egypt and Libya in that group. Group G, Ghana, South Africa, Zimbabwe, and Ethiopia. I like South Africa and uh, Ghana. In Group H, Senegal, Congo, Namibia, and Togo. Yeah, I look for Senegal to go through. Uh, Congo's playing some good soccer. They got some good players that play up uh, in the French league. Uh, Togo may be somebody that uh, may catch somebody by surprise. So look for Senegal and Congo, I think, to go through. Group I, Morocco, Guinea, Guinea-Bissau, and Sudan. I like Morocco and Guinea-Bissau. Guinea-Bissau's got some players in Europe and uh, it's a good-looking team. So uh, Morocco and Guinea-Bissau. And then Group J, Democratic Republic of the Congo, Benin, Madagascar, and Tanzania. Well, I'll tell you what, Tanzania has got some good players, and so does the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Um, I like DR Congo and Tanzania to go through. Benin and Madagascar, still not up to the level yet of going through to the next round. All right, as far as South America is concerned, we've got some dates coming up, and we've got some good rivalries coming up. Of course, the first two rounds of South American World Cup qualifying have been canceled. They've been thrown out. They were canceled by mutual agreement. So the first date for... uh, World Cup qualifying for South America is going to be the 3rd of September. And that's going to be Colombia hosting Uruguay, Venezuela going to Brazil, 
Bolivia is going to host Ecuador, and of course they're going to play that game in La Paz. Where else? Paraguay going to Argentina. Chile will be hosting Peru. That will be on the 3rd of September. Five days later will be the return uh, dates. That will be Brazil going to Uruguay. That will be a game to watch. Peru will be hosting Argentina. Chile going to Venezuela. Paraguay hosting Bolivia. And then Colombia going to Quito to play Ecuador. That will be on the 8th of September. So those are the games uh, coming up uh, as far as World Cup qualifying are concerned. We will check with the Asian qualifying here for next week and see where they sit and try to get you some dates and times as to when those games will be played. As far as scores from last week, boy, there's been a bunch of action going on because we're trying to get these leagues uh, wrapped up and finished. And so uh, they've been playing in earnest like every other day. So back uh, last Tuesday in the EPL, we had Man City playing Watford. Watford struggling for their lives to stay out of relegation. Man City handled them very well for nothing. And it was Aston Villa. Aston Villa, that's right, defeating Arsenal 1-0 at Villa. Now, that was kind of an upset, kind of caught everybody by surprise. In Serie A last Tuesday, it was Atalanta shutting out Bologna 1-0. Bologna playing a good game on the road because Atalanta's been pouring in some goals here, here in the last games, but uh, only holding Atalanta to one goal. AC Milan in the other game taking care of Sassuolo by a score of 2-1. to one. And in a friendly, this was the game before Mbappe got hurt, PSG defeated Celtic. That was a 4-0 win. That was to help PSG get ready for the Coupe de France game. Then on Wednesday, the 22nd, West Ham and Man U played. Now, remember David Moyes, who coaches West Ham, was the appointed um, person to take over Man U from Sir Alex Ferguson. Of course, he didn't last very long. There was a little bit of controversy toward the end. But uh, David took his boys into uh, Man U and came away with a 1-1 draw. Good, good point on the road. Liverpool and Chelsea in the other game, that was a game that everybody tuned in to watch, and they weren't disappointed. If you like offense in European football, you had it. Uh, eight goals total in the game, Liverpool five, Chelsea three. I don't think uh, Jurgen Klopp wanted to lose to Lampard anyway in that game. That's why he uh, you know, let, let, let everybody go loose, and uh, they got five goals. MLS action on Wednesday the 22nd. saw Sporting KC shut out Real Salt Lake 2-0. It was Cincinnati shutting out New York Red Bulls 2-0. And, um, Colorado and Minnesota United down there in uh, Orlando tied at 2-2. Two to two. Serie A action saw uh, Parma defeating Napoli 2-1. to one. Brescia went on the road to Lecce and lost 3-1. to one. Fiorentina and Inter played at Inter there in Milan and lost, or rather tied 0-0. Genoa went to Sampdoria and won on the road 2-1. to one. Verona and Torino had a 1-1 draw. And then Roma went to SPAL and did what they were supposed to do. It was Roma by the score of 6-1. to one. On Thursday, the 23rd, uh, Serie A action, uh, once again, we had Juventus going to Udinese. And this, this game caught everybody by surprise. Udinese coming through with a 2-1 to one score. That um, was a win for them. In the game, Ju- Juventus had a 61% possession during the game. Uh, as far as corners were concerned, seven corners for Juventus, three for Udinese. Shots in the box, though. This is an interesting statistic. Shots in the box, six to five favor of Udinese. So it shows that the Udinese defense was standing up in front of the ball uh, when Juventus got down toward the attack zone. Very interesting. Udinese two, Juventus one. That was last Thursday. 
Lazio was at home against Cagliari in the other game. That was a two-to-one win for Lazio. In MLL action, MLS action, it was Vancouver shutting out Chicago Fire 2-0. That's Houston Dynamo and LA Galaxy went 1-1. Portland and LAFC went 2-2 on that Thursday. On Friday the 24th, Atalanta back in action once again, just a two-day rest. And they uh, played uh, AC Milan in Milan. It was a 1-1 draw. Then in the Coupe de France game, which we told you about, PSG beating St. Etienne 1-0. PSG, as we said, has got a game coming up for the uh, League Cup uh, here in a couple of days. In uh, Mexican action, which started up on the 24th, uh, Tigres from Monterrey went over to Necaxa and won 3 to nil. Now, on Saturday the 25th, the Serie A auction continued at a rapid pace. We had Parma going to Breccia, winning 2-1. to one. Inter going to Genoa, shutting them out 3-0 on the road. And then Napoli at home, shutting out Sassuolo 2-0. In the Mexican League, Chivas and Leon went 0-0. Cruz Azul hosted Santos uh, down there in Mexico City, and that was a 2-0 win for Cruz Azul. Tijuana at home hosting Atlas, and that was a 3-1 win. Mexican League is up and running again. On Sunday, the 26th, uh, it was Arsenal beating Watford 3-2 in the EPL. Now, this was the final day of action. It was all the games in the league starting at the same time. So you had Arsenal... Uh, beating Watford 3-2, and that game was being watched very closely by the players of Aston Villa who were in the process of playing West Ham at the Hammers Stadium. Uh, if the Hammers, uh, and if Aston Villa rather could tie or win that game, they would stay out of relegation, but Watford had to lose. Well, Watford made it close, but Arsenal, Arsenal came through in the end and won that game. Uh, Brighton beat Burnley 2-1. It was Chelsea shutting out Wolves 2-0, but that's that's not the thing. Wolves had a great year in the EPL. Nuno Santo has done a great job with this team. Uh, he's got some, some good guys on the team. He doesn't have the high payroll or the big talent that other teams have, but Nuno Santo is just a genius. He's got Wolves finishing the league, ready for this, seventh place. That is not bad in EPL with the payroll that he's got. Chelsea shut him out 2-0. Okay, the uh, Bad way to end the season, but you're in seventh place in one of the top leagues in the world. That's not too bad. Okay, Crystal Palace and Spurs uh, played at Crystal Palace. That was a 1-1 draw. Burnmouth went to Everton and finished up the season in style with a 3-1 win. Man U went to Leicester City and shut out the Foxes 2-0. It was Man City 5, Norwich nothing, which is what they were supposed to do at Man City. Liverpool uh, beating Newcastle 3-1. And then Sheffield United and Southampton. Southampton winning the game 3-1, to one, but let's talk about those two teams for just a minute. You've got two teams here with payrolls that are even lower than what you've got at Wolverhampton, okay? You've got a coach, Ralph Hussenhudel, at Southampton. Hussenhudel has done a great job with this team. 11th place in the EPL. Some people may say, well, he didn't finish in the top 10. That's not the point. The point is he took some guys who are unknown and brought them into the top 15 of one of the top leagues in the world. This guy's done a great job, and I, I, you know, hats off to him. Southampton had a great year. But on the other side of the coin, their opponent, Sheffield United, even better. Chris Wilder did a great job at Sheffield United. They finished ninth in the EPL. So hats off to both those coaches. They did very, very well. They both got A-pluses in some of the ratings I saw online uh, from uh, some of the um, pundits, you might say. 
I, I, they, they deserve it. They had a great uh, year, both teams, and I look for better things coming next year. As I said, West Ham and Aston Villa were at 1-1 in that game. David Moyes kept uh, the Hammers out of relegation, and he will probably be back next year to see if maybe he can take them a little bit higher in the standings. Uh, good job all the way around by David Moyes, Ralph Hosenhutl, Chris Wilder, and Nuno Santo. Watch for those teams next year. Of course, Jurgen Klopp, what he did with Liverpool was just beyond belief. So we'll see if Liverpool can repeat next year. Of course, there'll be a lot of teams gunning for them in those games. Uh, in the Mexican League, it was uh, Pumas beating Caretero 3-2 at Mexico City at the Olympic Stadium where Pumas plays. Serie A saw uh, Leche and Bologna at Bologna with Bologna winning 3-2. Fiorentina traveled to Roma. And in the Olympic Stadium, a big, empty Olympic Stadium, Roma wins uh, 2-1. to one. Lazio going to Verona and doing what they had to do, winning 5-1. to one. Torino and SPAL, 1-1 one, one draw there at SPAL. Udinese going to Cagliari, uh, shutting them out on the road, 1-0. And Joventus uh, with a goal, uh, goal in the uh, 45th minute, actually the 52nd minute of the first half. Yeah, you heard me right. 52nd minute, and of course it was Ronaldo, uh, but that led them to a 2-0 win over Sampdoria at Juventus. Yeah, that first half went about eight extra minutes in time because of all the uh, cards that were flying all over the place. Okay, an MLS action. Uh, Toronto lost to NYCFC 3-1. These are the playoffs now for this MLS tournament down in Orlando. And Kansas City and Vancouver Whitecaps ended um, regulation at 0-0. They went to penalty kicks and Sporting KC won, so they move on to the next round, as does NYCFC. In the uh, women's soccer, the finals that were played on Sunday, uh, the Houston Dash got a a great uh, game from just everybody on the field. They were passing the ball well, moving through positions well, and setting up attack very well when they got into the zone. Uh, Chicago Red Stars tried to keep up with them, but just couldn't. The pace of the Dash was just too great. Uh, it was Houston 2, Chicago nothing in the final, so the Houston Dash uh, win that trophy. Congratulations to them. Now, on uh, Monday in the Mexican League, you've got Atletico San Luis hosting Juarez. America is going to travel to Pachuca, and Puebla is going to travel to Mazatlan. MLS action is going to see uh, the San Jose Earthquakes hosting Real Salt Lake. They're going to be the home team San Jose is down there in Orlando. Now, on Tuesday, if uh, you're home with this uh, pandemic still and working from home and want to see some soccer action, on uh, we've got Liga uh, Mexican League action on uh, Fox Deporte, 7 o'clock Eastern time, Tuesday night. That's going to be Monterrey hosting, that's Rayados, hosting Toluca in Monterrey. Again, Fox Deportes. Serie A action on Tuesday. We've got a doubleheader for you on ESPN. Uh, beginning at 1.30 Eastern time in the afternoon. It's going to be Atlanta traveling to Parma. Napoli is going to travel to Inter uh, to play there. And so that'll be an interesting matchup there. That's a rivalry of sorts because you've got Southern Italy against Northern Italy. Then an MLS action uh, Tuesday night on ESPN. Beginning at 8 o'clock Eastern, we've got Minnesota playing Columbus. This is all down in Orlando. And then Cincinnati playing Portland in the late game at 10.30 Eastern time. Both those games on ESPN. Now, on Wednesday, the 29th, again, if you're at home, uh, Genoa playing Sassuolo in Serie A action. 
on ESPN at 1.30 in the afternoon. That's going to be a good matchup. Another key matchup on that, not on TV in the United States, going to be AC Milan going to Sampdoria. Uh, Bologna is going to travel to Fiorentina on Wednesday afternoon here in the United States, well, rather, when United States time. It's going to be on ESPN2 at 3.45 Eastern. That's Bologna at Fiorentina. That'll be a good matchup there. On Thursday, we've got the quarterfinals of MLS action. Uh, it's going to be on ESPN at 8 o'clock Eastern. Philadelphia Union will be one of the teams there. Uh, on Friday, Liga Mexico action. We've got Cruz Azul going to Puebla with Nacaxa going up toward the border and playing Juarez. Then also Friday on the 31st, Fox Sports 1 at 7.30 Eastern in the evening. It's going to be Orlando City. It's going to be one of the participants in the quarterfinal of that MLS action. Now, at uh, 2.45 Eastern on Friday, it's PSG and Olympic Lyonnais. And this is for the League Cup there in uh, Paris. And, of course, Mbappe is going to be on the sidelines. Well, hopefully, we'll have some more information next week about how bad uh, the situation is with his injury and what's going to be uh, happening with him. On Saturday the 1st, good uh, matchup here, Chelsea and Arsenal in the FA Cup final over there at Arsenal. And that's on ESPN Plus at 1 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern time. Uh, some good stuff coming up on TV uh, here uh, next weekend. So, you know, check your local listings for the games. And then beginning uh, next week in August, we're going to have uh, starting up with Champions League and Europa League action. And we'll have some games for that. We'll have the schedule for you next week with all of that. That's going to do it for Kicks and Dribbles. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Dan McClay. Please wash your hands. Um, Social distancing, six feet, so we can uh, nip this pandemic and get it over with. It's getting on everybody's nerves, even my nerves. But uh, at least there's good soccer action for the moment to keep us occupied. So wash your hands, social distancing, and please don't let your life have too many yellow cards.